So the big question is this. How do entrepreneurial salespeople like us, who have traditionally sold the loan and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answers. Hey everybody, Gabe Larson here. I'm just going to our mid-year SCO. How many of you guys do mid-year SCO? Does everybody do that? Um, We're not on a fiscal year. Uh, We're on something a little funkier, and so... We've got our, you know, actually that makes it so much better when you're not on a fiscal year. It makes December just different, you know, not so crazy. Um, But I'm on my way to the mid-year SCO. I was just thinking about something. Um, Two interactions I had over the past couple weeks. I love taking, you know, cold calls. And I probably shouldn't have done that. I posted my phone number like everywhere on social. And what I now get is like 50 spam calls a day. So I think I had that one. I think I had that one coming. Um, But every once in a while, I get a cool cold call. um, And I love to listen to him. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, oh, everybody be quiet. You know, a few times I'll put him on speaker and have the the, the team listen to it. Or uh, So I I got this, I got two cold calls in the last uh, weeks, you know, month-ish. And one was interesting. This, This sales development rep, he calls and he is adamant about getting me to a discovery call adamant about i mean it was and it was just so it's so interesting you know our our hurry to kind of run through the motions i literally stopped him and i said hey um you can't like you, you can't do that why would i take my time my most valuable asset and give you a discovery call so you can learn about me so yeah maybe in some future distant time you can help me but really this is about you like what what do i get honestly like what do i get out of that i i I don't even know like why would i take that call Why, why would i do that because um, he just ran through one, two questions. It was like, why don't we get you on a discovery call? And you just, I'm like, no. Now you take the flip side of that. I got a call. I can't remember the company, but sales development rep calls me. And he says, um, hey, Gabe, um, you know, whatever, some, some lame intro line, you know, or whatever, some decent intro line. And then he, then he basically says, Hey, we've been monitoring some of your, um, media, uh, just out in kind of the open market. And it's, we've got an assessment. It's really interesting kind of where you guys are strong and weak. It's, it's honestly, it's no charge. It's it's what our company does. Um, but it's we we we've, we've found some some things that are good and bad about kind of your your the way you do kind of your media press. And then he tied the bow on it with some sort of you know this assessments helps you know help this company similar to yours kind of identify some things and really change them so that they could get more value out of those things. And I just, I almost dropped my job, not like crazy drop the job, but 
it was just, I mean, I was like, okay. Then he's like, do you want to do a discovery call to do this? I'm like, yes, I would be interested to see that. Um, that's something I've been wondering myself. That's a challenge that I face in my role. And what you're telling me sounds fairly interesting and what you've done for other companies sounds fairly interesting. I'm more open to take that discovery call. And there's this principle here of giving value before you get value. You got to give before you get, and, and I know we think we're doing it. I know we, we think we are because we are asking them some questions and then we're going to give them a discovery call. We're going to give them a demo. I hate to break it to you. A discovery call is about you. A demo. It's about you. It's not about them. It's about you. Don't fool yourself or try to fool yourself, but I'm not falling for it because it's not, it's not about them. It's about you. I had an interesting experience. This is probably six months. It is six months ago because I just got a reminder to go to the dentist. I got the reminder that I got six months ago popped up in my phone. Um, I got to go this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Anyways, I went to the dentist office and I sit down. No, no, no. That's right. I'm not a huge dentist. I I, I don't like going to the dentist. I don't like going to the doctor. I got a little thing in the mail, like a free teeth cleaning, and it happened to be some dentist that was opening up real close to my house, you know, a couple minutes. So I was like, oh, I could do that. God, the other thing I loved about this dentist is he was open off hours. You know, look, I'm not in the services business, but... um, I hate that when it's like, hey, we work eight to five. And I'm like, well, that's, I'm, I can't come. That's like when I'm the busiest. What about six to 10 or Saturday? So this guy did that. He worked, um, you know, like nights and weekends. I was like, this is awesome. So I did a free teeth cleaning. Um, I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I need to do this to be good, whatever. So I go in there, they sit me down, they do the teeth clean. The dentist comes in and he's like, hey, your teeth, um, they're, you know, they're um, they're kind of dirt. They're they're, they're kind of yellow. Um, do you feel like in your role this is something that you should you, maybe a little wider? You're on camera sometimes, and you know, sounds like you're speaking to people. He did it in a real nice way. I'm not giving him justice, you know. And I'm like, my teeth are kind of yellow. I mean, they kind of were, and they kind of still are. I don't know if he did that good of a job. Anyways, uh, I'm, I was like, yes, I, I probably should. You know, what is that? And so he did kind of this $49 teeth clean treatment, and I, sh- I, I felt like I needed it. And so, you know, it was good. So we're doing the teeth cleaning thing, and um, the, la- the lady this time is actually talking to me, and she's like, hey, I noticed your bottom teeth are um, they're a little crooked. Did you have something... Did you have a retainer there there when you were young? And I kind of explained to her, yeah, I kind of had this thing, but it broke, and I just never looked at it again. And um, I meant to get it fixed, but it just broke, and then it was gone, and then my teeth started to get, yeah, a little bit crooked. She's like, truthfully, and she had some great line, like, this is going to cause some overbite problems, you know, in the coming years. They've got these clear retainers you can just wear at night and it's like no big deal or you can even wear them during the day but it's something that will kind of 
not allow your teeth to get messed up like they, <laughs> like they are. I've noticed this before, so it's one ninety nine. It's like I, pro- yeah. I mean, I should probably do that. So I, they got me on the teeth thing, and then they got me on, um, y- y- you know, oh, they got me on the whitening. Then they got me on the the crooked teeth thing. I'm sure if I would have other major things, they probably would have gone there as well. But thankfully, I was fairly clean in my cavities and things like that. Um, but I loved it. Then when I walk out, I have this moment where I'm just like, okay, see you later. But this lady is just on it like white on rice. She's like, hey, we're so glad you're a new customer. It looks like your insurance covers semi-annual teeth cleans. We really want you to come back. And, and it was like an assumed close. I'm going to schedule you for... December 21st, you know, that's this week, next week, or whenever. Um, and here's a little card, and then she's like, well, you put it in your phone, and I just was intimidated, so I just went ahead and put it in my phone, and, you know, the rest is history. I'm going to the dentist in a couple days from now. But, I mean, the whole experience um, just made me think about the value ladder that we should be driving our customers or our prospects through in order to really start a relationship with us. Um, and as prospectors, sometimes we go straight to marriage. You know, we go straight to, you know, hey, do you want to marry me? And that's just not the way it works. The dentist set it up perfectly. He had a, some sort of offer that was enticing. And then when I got there and um, you know, was enjoying myself more or less. They they hit me with something else, and then after some further further conversations, they hit me with something bigger, and then uh, ultimately, you know, we're now going steady. It's no different than it is in dating. I, I mean, I think about how I met my wife. Um, you know, we were in foods class in high school. That's right, high school sweethearts, and um, um, we borrowed a, I borrowed a pencil from her. And the next thing you know, we, well, she actually asked me on a date and then we went on a vacation with um, her family. Jeez, I sound lame. But there were some other things I did during this, this thing. Next thing you know, we're married and then we got three, um, three crazy boys um, yeah, that I've got to deal with every day. Um, but, you know, it's that natural progression, right? And sometimes in sales, especially in prospecting, we do, we want to go fairly quick to the discovery call. We want to go fairly quick to the, you know, the third or fourth step, but we've got to find a way to give first and then get back. And I promise if we could figure that out, it just changes the dynamic of the conversation. So for you, you, uh, we, we've thought about this at Inside Sales, you know, how, how do we do more of this type of stuff? And so we would say, Hey, we've got this really cool, cool assessment. It's like a cadence audit or a lead response audit. And what it does is it basically takes, um, it gives you the opportunity to put, to go on this website, leadresponseaudit.com, and you put in your information and it gives you a report out. The information you give it is, um, a lead address like www.insightsales.com slash contact us. And then um, 
You tell us just a little bit about who you are. And then we have a system that goes on to that web form and submits like a real entity. It's a real company. It's a real um, person, email address, phone number. So that when we submit that lead, it goes into your system. And then we track how many times people respond and how many times people don't respond or they call or email, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and people love it. And we do it a lot of times when people don't ask for it. What that allows us to do, though, is as we have further interactions, it, it makes the conversation way easier because I can get on the phone with somebody and say, hey, I'm, now I'm just walking you through this, uh, this assessment. Or I can, someone, I can say to somebody, hey, would you like to see this assessment? Um, and we can do kind of a consultation on it. Well, after that consultation, the next thing you know, people are like, oh, my goodness, I'm crappy at this. I, I mean, my, my response time, my follow-up strategy, my cadence is, is not great. And so we can give them then the research. We have a lot of research inside sales labs. Um, we look at the largest sales database in the world. We've got billions of data points. And I've got research coming out of my eyeballs. So how many times you should respond, and, um, you know, the optimal times. And um, we give them that research paper. And they're like, oh, my goodness, this is you know, this is great. This is best practice. Now I at least know really what I should be doing and some detail behind it. And then from there, they're like, oh, I just don't think my people are really understanding that. And so we'll offer in some cases trainings where we'll say, hey, why don't we um, kind of train your people on how they can actually be really thinking about and doing this. And we'll oftentimes offer it at discounted prices. Truthfully, we don't make the money on the training uh, we make money on technology. Um, so they're like, oh my goodness, this is so great. Thank you for offering to do this. Most trainers would, you know, charge an arm and a leg for this, leg for this. And no, we don't offer a full-blown program and books and all that kind of jazz, but it's good enough. And then um, from there, you know, after the training, they're like, oh, this is great. Now, I just wish there was something to systematize this or kind of make sure that my people, I could report on it and actually have my people know that my people are doing it. And that's where we then bring in the technology. Well, we offer this technology. It's a sales engagement tool set that allows you to do multi-channel cadence and a lot of the best practices we can do. They're pre-populated in there. We call them plays. And um, by that time, boom, you know, you're hook, line, and sinker because you've you've inter- interacted with people through this series of activities or you've walked them through this in a very strategic way. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that every time. And I'm not saying be a used car salesman, right? Like get on the phone with somebody and say, Hey, you know, welcome to Bob's car shop. And you know, we're free of charge. We're going to give you a blankety blank blank. That's no, that's not what I'm talking about. But again, a lot of people go there. They're like, Gabe, why don't you know, why do you say, I need to give this kind of free assessment, like a free teeth cleaning. Guys, there's a principle here that you're missing the point on. You've got to give value before you get value back. Now, that can come in the form of an assessment. That can come in the form of a case study. That could come in the form of you saying something like, hey, we've worked with other people in your space or other leaders, and here's some of the challenges they face is how we solve that. Um, I guess that's basically a case study. So I, I think there's different ways you can do it, but I do think you've got to stop perpetuating the lie that a discovery call, that a uh, demo 
Is giving value to your prospects because it's not. Those are about you. They're about you. And anything else that someone says, is, it, it's just not true. And so by, by going through quick questions and qualification and then trying to get a meeting that is a discovery call or quickly trying to get to a demo, because that's what we've been doing in sales for hundreds of years. And I've, I've, I've talked, I literally was just with a group of people the other week. I mean, talk to me about your sales process. Well, we get on the phone, you know, we say, hey, we've, we want to talk to you, um, learn a little bit more about your business. Is it possible we set up a discovery call? I mean, we all do it. We all go for the discovery call. We all go for the demo. But we, we've somehow forgotten that there needs to be something before that because we're asking for something before we're giving something. And so my, my ask for you is that you take that to heart. You quit lying about the discovery call and demo. You start thinking about how you can get rather than – you start thinking about how you can give rather than get at least to start. You want to give, then get. Give, then get, instead of get, then give. Because I promise it'll change the dynamic of your whole relationship. It moves into consultative selling. When people talk about challenger sale and they talk about things like this, um, well, really just challenger. I think this is one of the fundamental concepts of challenger. Instead of going through the motion, we take a step back and we start to position ourselves as an expert and we start adding value first and then the rest of the conversation completely changes. Because you can sit here and tell me all you want. People have, they got G2 Crowd, they got Trust Radius, they got 70% of the buying decision is made before they talk to a sales rep. It's true. But it, what it does is it opens up opportunity for you. Because with all that information, all that information comes confusion. And more than ever, buyers are confused. They got all this information and they don't know what, how to make sense of it. They don't know how to run sales. They don't know how to run marketing. They don't know how to run IT. They got all these pieces of information, but no one gives them the whole pie. And so they come to you not to, not to just be taken advantage of, but to, to walk them through it, guide them. All right. That's all I got today. <laughs> Remember, success is just one play away. Want more sales secrets? Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.